This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. Ah! Somebody dipping the Pentium 4 in the ranch! Ah! Come on, Steve. Admit it. That's pretty great. Like That's the kind of chips you need, Steve. But, Steve, my birthday is coming up. Yes, I, I know it is. It's this week. Why is this taking so long to say? Because it hates you. Yeah, I know. And if you were to get that for me, that would knock $500 off of my PC thing that I'm trying to build. And it would go towards helping the worst best friends be better. I counter your dipping CPU with this. Is it the mayonnaise gif again? Yeah. Oh. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Here, but here all it is... does is make farty noises. Oh, that makes me so sad. Scroll down. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, no. How to properly apply thermal paste. Oh, God, what did they do? David, do you know how bad it is when one of your little CPU pins is bent? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> Did he try to brush it with, like, a Brillo pad? What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with the world? Like, who did this? So, uh, I think we gave Logan enough time to show up. If he slept through this, he slept through this. This is Naked Opinions, and my opinion is we're still going to do an episode tonight. That's not an opinion, Steve. That's a fact. The fact is you do not apply thermal paste to the underside of your CPU. God, just what possessed you to do that? If if that were something on Double Dare, I'd be like, no, no, give me the slime. Or, well, I would take the slime anyway. That would be much preferred. I Double Dare you to put this heat sink on wrong. Is that Hellman's Mayo? I'm like, I can't do that. That's yeah. I have too much respect for computers. Exactly. The computers might only have the beginnings of feelings, but I have enough respect for them to not do that. Pray for Mojo. So I guess joining me tonight, I'm Steve-O, and I'm joined by- I'm David. I'm joined by I'm David, and I'm also joined by Valerie. Hi! And Sean. Hello. And uh, this is episode three. Apparently, people wanted us to do another one because they actually submitted questions for us. Woohoo! Yay. Yeah, they submitted questions. That's really nice of them. Question number one. Why are they applying thermal paste with Hellman's mayo? (laughs) (laughs) Question two. Why are you so attracted to that panty-showing gif with Sean Connery superimposed on the face? I've got to have my panties out. Question three. Who is your spirit animal, and why is it Pigeon from Mike Tyson Mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that show, Dave? Which show? Mike Tyson Mysteries. No. Oh, oh you need so to. Good. It's so good. I will watch it as soon as we watch all of the other things on our list. And I see Logan is now green on Discord, so hopefully he's here. He remembered. We've summoned him via the spheres. His dog might have just moved the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Logan, from beyond the grave. Logan, I see you're green. We are also green. All right, well, I guess we'll get started, and hopefully he'll jump in as we continue. So the first question is, current hot-button games, parentheses, games, which we're never removing or changing in any way, shape, or form. We played The Division today. We did. We did play The Division today. I've never done it before. Apparently, other people had. It was fun. I don't, as I said on the stream, I don't like it as much as Wildlands. Wildlands was all the fun and romp of GTA V without the bullshit of having rando hackers. Like, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with you. I preferred The Division over wildlands i'm all for sprawling suburbs and wild lands and shit like so that you're, you're all for like open world exploration and and just cause style exploration that's the thing like i don't like just causes open worlds that much i i actually prefer something like smaller and more intimate like say yakuza where it's a very small area like shinmu shinmu is the same way uh shinmu way of the samurai all of those have like interesting shit to do within their very confined spaces so you are rewarded for exploring something like you naturally would whereas in grand theft auto sure you can go all over the place but you end up just getting in your flying car and just doing whatever there's like no buildings you can go into it's just empty open space that looks really good but is only superficially nice okay I guess I enjoyed it that much because we had a whole lot of areas that we could just completely fuck around with and have fun with. 
but yeah, I, I understand your perspective. So we did that today. The division was fun. Very disappointed with the Ming Na Wen creation tool because I could not create Ming Na Wen. Yeah, that is a big drawback for the division is that the character creation is very small. Yeah. You can easily end up making the same character as your friend. And then you just have two of you identical clones going around jerking off all of Manhattan. That's no fun. I was able to create Faith from Mirror's Edge, but that was about it. It's very bad. Played that. We've still been playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors. Uh, yep. Missed today due to other stuff going on, but it's still quite fun. Haven't played Mario Tennis Aces, but it's on my wish list. Oh, I need to do that. Last week, we went to a party and played a very, very fun party game called Move or Die. Yes. Which is really fun. Like, we... I believe I got that for the stream team, and we should be playing a stream team. What do I think this is? 2017? I know, right? We should be playing that. It's really fun. And there was one other game that we were playing recently. Ah, we did Gang Beasts, which was <laughs> stupid. It was a stupid combination of, like, a, an arena brawler and quap. Yeah, like, I did enjoy the time we had with Gang Beasts, and it's very clearly one of those games that you would play with your friends in a like party setting but i'm not too sold on it i th i think human fall flat is like the cooperative version of it is basically what it is it is much more interesting with how it works its physics in but then i it's it's still a boatload of fun what have you been playing sean i just finished playing far cry 5 not that long ago i saw that because the steam summer sale is going on right now and apparently it has mixed reviews what are the mixed reviews about well the ending is a big fuck you oh really yeah i don't know if you guys want to get into spoilers but so here's big warning for the next 30 seconds to two minutes, there may be spoilers about Far Cry 5. You have been warned. You have 10 seconds to turn off the show. You have three seconds to turn off the show. You have 27... Up, oh, spoiler time. Okay, there's uh, essentially three different endings. If you played Far Cry 4, you know that there is a joke ending at the beginning of the game where if you just sit there and do nothing, it'll just finish. But there's two, there's a good ending and a bad ending. Uh, the bad ending is at the very end, you're in the compound trying to arrest the leader of the cults. Uh, yes, Coach Donahan. Yeah. He allows you to either walk out with the guys that you came in with, your three pals, or you can try and save everyone. You can take up his offer, walk out with your three friends, and that's it. Or you can save everyone. Basically, it just turns into a giant shootout filled with drugs and mayhem. And then at the end of the shootout, you arrest him. You throw him in your vehicle and a nuclear explosion goes off. Law what? <laughs> wow. What? Yeah, they, they set off a, a nuke. Like they had nukes. Yeah, they had nukes. They're hiding them. They're trying to bring around the end of the world. Did they have a lot of nukes or just the one? Because I can believe just the one. Just the one. And that's all you need. All right, so they probably just bought up from a hard-up Kim Jong-un. Uh, Listen, man, he's got to make money, too. He's got a $1,000 a day cheese habit. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wish I could afford a $1,000 a day cheese habit. That would be the happiest cholesterol death of my life. Isn't that just the French? You only have one life. You would die, and that's it. Are you telling me I only got one shot? Yes. Don't miss your chance to blow. Boom. Oh, well, if you have a nuke, you better not miss. <laughs> so how did you feel about it? Mm, I was not a huge fan of the ending but you enjoyed everything else like the hunting and the fishing was pretty fun everything else was very repetitive but it's a far cry game yeah i mean at least with far cry 3 you you got a choice to save your friends or titties i'm not kidding about that by the way that that's how far cry 3 ends you can save your friends or get dim titties. I just casually went to Steam and looked up Fishing Simulator. Oh, God. Yes! There are six pages of results! Yes, the one that came out very recently is actually super awesome. Which is what? I think it's oh, a VR is one. Ultimate Fishing Simulator? Russian Fishing 4! <laughs> Which is a free-to-play game. Come to Chernobyl. Don't worry about four-eyed <laughs> fish. It tastes better. Hey, Blinky. Horror fish simulator. Oh, God. What is what? Euro fishing? Adam fishing 2? You guys seen that Yeti game? There's a Yeti game? There's like a Bigfoot survival horror game. Yes. It actually looks really awesome. I've seen it in early access. It is hella early access right yeah. now. But is it the one where you're in the campground? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You have, like, your your VR, your shitty old VR, and you have to hunt 
the Yeti. My great discovery. Let's kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at this fishing planet is free to play, and suddenly I scroll down a bit, and fishing planet salmon star pack forty five forty nine. Oh jeez. Fishing planet golden dragon pack twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, that's not free to play. That's a shit ton of DLC. St. Patrick's Day pack. For fishing planet? Well, yeah, you can get the luck of the Irish. It's where you get drunk and go fishing. Oh my gosh. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from this. This is depressing me. What about you, Val? I've been doing a lot of Pokemon breeding in Ultramoon. So I say in daycare? Uh eugenics. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. I just went there. Yeah. She just just destroyed the barrier on that. Here's one. the conversation train. You are the couch on it. Yep. <laughs> All right, so you've been doing your selective breeding, apparently. Yes. And anything else? I still have to start a game that I got on Switch called Slain Back from Hell. And it's like a Castlevania-like, and it's pretty gory. It's in 16 bits, and it it's really awesome. Nice. Dave, what have you been playing? Uh, I've mostly been playing Grand Theft Auto on and off. I've been doing my complete playthrough of the Call of Duty series. There has been a noticeable decline in quality storytelling round about Black Ops 2. It got real stupid and real nutty real fast. Yeah, that's around the time I dropped off of it. Like Black Ops 1 was already really nutty. What with it's like double agent, you're supposed to kill Kennedy kind of thing that they hinted at at the end of the game. But, I mean, at the very least, they made up for it when you have to tell uh, zombies to suck your presidential dick because you're <laughs> Kennedy in, in that particular game mode. That's nice. I've been playing through Ori in the Blind Forest with Judy, Ooh. which uh, she likes. And had, I bet. She had been brought to tears within, like, five minutes of the game being on there because you're like, oh, everything is dying and everything's beautiful. Ah! I've been playing a lot of League of Legends with uh, Matt Jenkins. Really? Yeah, we, we we have a lot of fun with that. We try to come up with combinations that can just completely outclass the automated bots in the game. Hi, Danny. Fucking what the fuck? You trying to peel out again? I don't know what the fuck you... Okay, he attacked the cat, and the cat wasn't having any of his shit, so... Of course. And beyond that, I've been reviewing the footage for E3. I just kind of digested it and then looking at what the game developers have offered us this year. I still stand by my somehow Ubisoft won E3. Don't ask me how. I j they just had a good presentation versus everybody else that either forgot what the word exclusive means or <laughs> yeah. were just like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to show five games and have some do with a banjo and flute guy play. Also, Andrew WK is here for no, no reason. <laughs> Well, he's in the game. It's not no reason. It's just like, it's fucking weird, man. I know like Sony's making a lot of big mistakes right now with their crossplay uh, being against and whatnot. But the, the show itself is completely uh, reflective of just the piss poor behavior that Sony has right now. They're, they're like, oh, we're avant garde. So we had fucking flute guy play. And everybody was like, oh, Flute Guy, that was pretty great. Then they showed that Samurai game, and that was all right, too, I guess. The Flute Guy was apparently one of the rare few masters of the instrument. That's why they had him on the stage, because he plays in the soundtrack. Ah. I guess, but uh, I don't give a shit about that. Exactly, I totally understand. I'm still trying to scam a copy of Mario Tennis out of somebody. You're not scamming it out of me, Dave. <laughs> deep. No. Oh. Go ask Matt. You did. Or did you did. He said no. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> Logan, do you want to explain to me what we're doing here on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m.? Well, I fell asleep. What time did you fall asleep? I, it was probably like 6 o'clock. I took a nap. Forgot to set an alarm. Uh-huh. And I definitely woke up multiple times during that nap because I was laying in my chair. And while it is comfortable, it's still, you know, not a bed, so you don't sleep soundly. So we're going to take that chair back now because you've shown that you don't deserve it. No, I clearly deserve it because we're here plugging my voice. David called you. I texted you. We pinged you in Discord. Oh, yeah. No, I, I almost always have my uh, phone completely silent because I work so much and I consistently forget to unmute it when I get home from work. You didn't even feel the vibration when David called. No, it's set to do not disturb. It's in fact set to do not disturb right now. I mean, I'm not going to say 
say that I'm going to have a bad time. I'm sitting here with a summer shandy and a bowl of strawberries looking at the list of questions we did two fucking days ago. So this is Night Horse Media's Naked Opinions, episode three, and these are the Logan segments. Are we going to just append this to the end of the episode? Or no, 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 no. These will be, and put this in italics quotes like a car salesman, these will be, quote, seamlessly integrated into the episode so well that the audience will never know. Well, are you going to put this before the episode? Sh- so shut know? up. <laughs> shut up. Yes, I am going to put this in. <laughs> because otherwise they won't know the illusion is an illusion because it'll be too good. I still want credit for it. <laughs> I already answered this, so you're literally going to be having a conversation with yourself. Okay. I mean, I usually have conversations with myself, so this shouldn't be hard. Current hot button games, parentheses, games. Yeah, the games. The games. What are you playing these days? The big game that I'm playing right now is Deceit. I think I've talked about it before, but it's the six player, um, kind of like Jarvan Carpenter's The Thing video game. And I'm enjoying a lot out of that. I just bought like eight games because it's summer sale. But I haven't really had the chance to put a lot of time into any of them yet. Gotcha. Still working through Yakuza. You know, there are a lot of games and they're all long. Okay. Current visual media, like what are we watching or whatever? We haven't been watching much besides uh, SGDQ. No. Yeah, that's what I've been watching for the past week. I've been watching the North American and EU League of Legends LCS uh, Summer Split, Mm -hmm. which has been pretty all right i've noticed that when it comes to watching competitive mobas like league of legends and dota i prefer god damn it what the hell is that cpu why did you do that steve what the, that newest one at 917 that i never saw <laughs> <up until this laughs> <point. laughs> so watching league of legends is not as exciting as dota because the fights are over in like a split second that to me isn't enjoyable you can't digest what happened there you just have to go like oh this guy fucking flashed in oh he's fucking dead he melted and you're like eh. it's more fun to play league than watch league it's more fun to watch dota than play dota it's weird and then like the only other thing i've been watching is my hero academia with my wife uh it's still uh the best anime i've seen in the last 10 years so keep it up Doing great, kid. Uh, Cyberpower PC has a bunch of anime-themed desktop towers that they're taking to Anime Expo. Uh, you can win them, and I want one because one's a My Hero Academia one, and it looks dank AF. But uh, you're allowed to curse it. on the show. Well, I, I, I like to say dank AF. It's fun. It's dank American Furunari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you been watching, Sean? I just finished watching Luke Cage season two. How was it? It was probably the stronger of the Marvel TV series that I've watched. What other ones have you watched? I've watched all the Marvel TV ones, like all the ones on Netflix. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher. Yeah, I watched those. I think the only thing we watched Marvel-wise was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we still need to finish that. Yeah. I haven't watched that one. Okay, so you haven't seen all of them. Yeah, well, that's network TV, not Netflix. Yeah. Oh my gosh, all these little idiosyncrasies. God. I know. What are you watching these days? I just watched Jacob's Ladder. Oh, you saw the wife fucking uh, an eldritch horror. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that movie is deceitfully disturbing. Yeah, especially the hospital scene. Yeah, it's, it is one of my favorite subtle horrors. I actually put it up there with something like uh, Audition. Um, Like Sad I waited so long because it's very clear where Silent Hill and other things draw their influences from. So it's not something that a lot of people bring up. So I'm glad you discovered it. Now, if you haven't seen Audition, you should watch that. What's that about? Audition is a Takashi Miike movie. It's a Japanese horror. Uh, a about a widowed husband who works with a director friend of his to audition people for a role that doesn't exist under the guise of him looking for a new wife. So how am I supposed to look that up on Pirate Bay without getting lots and lots of porn? Because I just looked it up and it's all about casting couches. (laughs) Well, wait, I think I've... No, 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 you you don't need to find... You don't... You don't need to find it on the Pirate Bay. I have a DVD copy. Is it from 2017? No, no, no. Audition. <laughs> okay, I wonder, I wonder what this is. <laughs> well, it's a 404 not found. That's what it is. And I, I won't tell you anything more than that. Don't look it up. No, I'm not going to look it up. Don't even look up the movie title because the cover of the VHS and the cover of the DVD give it away. So just go into it 
only knowing what I just told you. All right. And I guarantee you will love it. All right. And if you've never seen any of Takashi Miike's movies before, you should definitely start a binge session of him after this. He's the one that... I think I've seen some of his. He's the one that directed Ichi the Killer. Okay. What else? If you've never seen that, that is the most, like, hyper-stylized, almost to the point of being cartoonish. And it is simultaneously disturbing and hilarious. Okay. He's good as shit. Cool. I'm glad you finally saw Jacob's Ladder. What else have you been watching? That's really it. Okay. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder on repeat. Yeah, I just, I just watched the one thing, Jacob's Ladder. User submitted questions. What is your introduction into the world of gaming, and how has that and ever-changing industry changed you as a gamer? Hmm. That's a lot of changing. Val. So what was your introduction to the world of gaming? <laughs> um, it was my dad buying an NES. Uh, him and his brothers... Uh, one of them particularly, um, they both bought an NES, uh, in quote for the kids. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, my dad played a lot of it. We had two games that we owned that I can remember. One of them was Dragon Warrior, which I couldn't play because at the time I didn't know a single word of English. So uh, the fight, like any fight with the slime was life and death to me. But I did like the, uh, the music, so I would walk around. And the other one was Mickey Mousecapade. That was a good one. Yeah. A game that I played a lot and I almost beat by myself as like a seven-year-old. It was pretty tough. A seven-year-old that didn't speak the language. Exactly. (laughs) So that was my introduction. And then we also rented a ton of games. My mom at some point thought it was a good idea to rent me Adventures of Lolo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Adventures of Lolo. She's like, Venices have saved the receipt. She likes puzzles, so she's gonna like this game. I'm like, this is getting hard way too fast for me. And it's like one song playing the entire time. So no thank you is just like Bubble and Bubble. But that's such a good song, though. Yay, huh? Yeah, Bubble Bubble is good. It's just Adventures of Lolo gets on your so nerve. So I want to link you the most underwhelming puzzle game I ever played with also the most depressing cover. For a puzzle game I have ever played. This is Tryon Cube. Wow. But that's for the DS. He's just so disinterested in life. What's the second part of a question? We'll do that afterwards. We're going to do the first part for everybody, then then we'll circle back. There were other games. uh, My, at the same time, on my mom's side of the family, my cousins had a Sega Master, and I played the shit out of that whenever I was in their place. They had Wonder Boy 1 and 2 and played Safari Hunt and Hang On, things like that. So that was my introduction. David, what was your introduction to gaming? So mine's actually like a tiny bit sad. When I was five, I went and stayed at my grandma's house. Uh, My grandma had leukemia. She, like my grandpa had bought her a Nintendo uh, to do because they didn't have internet back in the early 90s Mm -hmm. and she couldn't leave the house because like chemo just knocked the shit out of her sails so i went over there and she plugged in mario and duck hunt and we sat there and played it for like seven hours wow like just just me and her grandpa was like reading the paper or something in the background and now my sister my older sister was watching us too and that was that kind of stuck with me because it showed me that you can interact with adults on a level and still be taken seriously when it came to video games. And uh, it kind of stuck with me and I just developed the gaming habit from there because of the fucking awfulness that is leukemia. I was able to become the gamer I am today. Well, I put on the Requiem for a Dream soundtrack while you were saying that story and I eternally regret it now. Oh, don't be a bastard. <laughs> Steve, oh, you're terrible. <laughs> but Steve, if you feel like making it up to me, I do have that list God of stuff that I have on Amazon. You ain't getting no El Gato from me. Some of it is uh, really nice and could be useful for the stream, you know? Steve, if you don't buy it for me, I'm going to talk about my grandma's leukemia again. Say it <laughs> dying raccoon. She fought as hard as she could and died in 92, so... Aww. Have we killed the mood? Sorry. Are you going to be able to recover the mood? I mean, I can bring the yuck yucks. Sean, your introduction to gaming. Please say it doesn't have anything to do with leukemia. <laughs> it does not. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with another leukemia story. Oh, well, mine's closer to Val's, so it's a bit happier. My parents bought my sisters and I a uh, NES for Christmas one year, and it 
basically became mine. It was uh, Mario and Duck Hunt. That's how I got started. Simple and to the point. It was the same thing as mine. Just no leukemia. (laughs) (laughs) And I could actually read the English, so I had no problem with it. Mine also involves a disease, but not a deadly one. Hopefully a little bit more uplifting than Dave's. Oh, yes. Hysteric teen pregnancy. If that's what you call chicken pox, then yes. All right, then. I got chicken pox, I think, when I was five years old. It was between four and five. This was the first house that my family lived in, which was in Randallstown, which is nearby where I live now. And I had to stay home from school, I think, for like a week and a half. Jeez. Yeah. I stayed for like three days. And I had I'm- a really bad case of it. Yeah, my parents just said, you know what? You're going to fucking school. You're, <laughs> you're going to go spread the Oh, no. <laughs> for me, it's like, oh, you got it for three days. You're going to grandma's. She's going to lather you with that, like, calamine. Calamine lotion. Calamine lotion. And, and the oatmeal. Then, no, no oatmeal. Yeah, you take oatmeal baths. No, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? You see, in Canada, they don't have oatmeal. They have <laughs> just more... They just use poutine. My parents didn't have money to throw out the window, so they didn't put me in oatmeal bats. They just rub French fries and cheese curds on you. And gravy. Bored with a silver spoon in his mouth to eat the oatmeal bath he was in. Yeah. (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) Okay. I had the chicken pox, and I was home for like a week and a half, and my grandma felt really sorry for me, my nana. And my nana and pop-pop, who, to the day that they died, were the least video game supportive of me after I started playing, bought me my first system. Uh, They got me the Nintendo Entertainment System Entertainment Pack, the one that came with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and the light gun. And the Nintendo Apper. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember very vividly calling my Nana saying thank you. And I look forward to playing more and figuring out how to not die. Because I was pretty bad at the game. And then your Nana's like, oh, don't worry. You'll never figure out how to not die because that's just how life is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. Um, And it just sort of rolled downhill from there. I got a Game Boy shortly after that when they first came out. Um, also, second game I ever got, which is of, of very firm note, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Ultra game. Oh, dude, I like that game, despite its fucking brutal difficulty. Yeah, that one was terrible. had great music, but the game was fucking shit. Especially that swimming level at the dam. There's only four levels in the entire game. I never beat it. But the music for that is so good. It's really good until you start swimming through that one bullshit part where it's nothing zappy lines and you just got like come on man i don't have school today first time i heard that uh oh my muffins are ready but i have to keep playing (laughs) what was your introduction into the world of gaming hmm well i think the first game i ever saw was i think it was rampage on the playstation i know it was rampage i don't remember what console it was on i was like super duper young and like for the longest time, I didn't know what the game was because, you know, I had only remembered this was like maybe when I was two, maybe three. Rampage World Tour was the one that was on the PlayStation 1. Well, I, I don't know if it was on PlayStation. It was also on Sega Saturn, N64, and Game Boy Color. I'd have to look at You were born what year? Uh, I was born in 93. Okay, so this would have been right around your earliest living memory because this game came out in 97. I don't remember if it looked quite this cartoony, but I mean, it was definitely Rampage. I know that. Okay. The first game I ever saw was Rampage, and I think like soon after that, I was exposed to like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But honestly, I didn't own anything to game on for a very long time. I just like played video games at friends' houses until um, I think it was maybe my eighth or seventh birthday. I got a Game Boy Advance and with it a couple games. And then the first console I ever owned, I didn't get until I was in middle school, which was the Wii. I keep on forgetting how young you are. Well, no, I just also got consoles super late because my parents just weren't about that. I played lots of video games at people's houses, and that's that's really how I went about my gaming for the most part as a kid. All right, so the second part was how has the ever-changing industry changed you as a gamer? I'm a cynical asshole now. I'm going to steal David's answer and say I am also a cynical asshole now. I'm not. 
I mean, I met my wife because of video games. I became a musician because of video games. I love video games, which is why I hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I must destroy them. No, like there's so much industry bullshit nowadays that the once magic that video games had is now been washed out to sea by loot boxes and unrewarding reward systems. DLC like, and freemium mobile games. I'm just like, first off, mobile games is its own fucking beast. We're not even going to talk about that right now, but it's awful. I used to, I used to like dream. <laughs> I used to dream of like oh, the yes. cool new worlds that I would discover as video games became more and more expanding. And now I'm like, every fucking game is basically the same bullshit and we can't get anything new. And when something is new that comes out, it only sells like 10 copies and then everyone is sad. Oh, you, you mean like Rayman Origins? Yeah, like Rayman Origins was a fucking breath of sunshine. Yep. And then uh, nobody bought it. And nobody bought it. Guys Except are assholes. Except got it on every single I console. Bought it, I bought it like three times. I think I got it for free with Xbox games with gold. All right, so I posted a link for funsies in the shame bucket, Dave. And Sean and Val. My mobile game name is apparently Fighters Legend Heroes. I got Tap Mighty Mobile. I got Kingdom Titan. <laughs> uh, I just pressed the button again. I got Night City Rival Dragon. Blade Warriors. That's that's, that's a like, Super Nintendo game. Yeah. It's t- World Heart Dragon Quest. So many dragons. I got Dragon Guns Cosmic Warrior Lords. Yes, that's the winner. <laughs> that's the winner right there. I got Age War. That's already a real mobile game. Yeah. Is it really? Terrible. Yeah. Yes. Turbo Go. Was that the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. No, that's that's Game of War. Okay. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. There's that one where it's advertised via the, the one chick's boobs. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> was it Ebony? No, 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 no. Not that one. It's it's like advertised on TV. Uh, I got Brave Galaxy Brave. Oh, that's just... <laughs> and I got King Heroes Tiny Little. <laughs> Speaking of got, how has the in- changing industry changed you as a gamer, Sean? I realized I used to be an extremely angry gamer. I used to rage a lot. Is that why you're so good at going on the show? Yeah, part of the reason. <laughs> that boy got a set of pipes on. Yeah. So it's changed you to not be an angry gamer anymore? As I got older, I got less angry at stuff. Like me, but that was that was mostly because of my second wife. Uh. Now, how has it changed you? Well, it helped me learn English, partly because online games like StarCraft and World of Warcraft and also Ragnarok Online, Diablo. Oh man, I should go to log on to Diablo 3 and check the auction house. <laughs> it taught me a lot and it also, it opened the world to me. Just uh, like, just Would you like, say it's a whole new yes, world? Yes, it's a whole new world. New world? Such it a sweet sensation. brought me to meet Steve-O who I ended up marrying. Like, he paid for me to come to the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) He bought you online. Yep. Could have gotten a couple hundred bad dragon dildos, but nope, got a single Canadian instead. Yep. Actually, I want to see what the most expensive item on their thing is and how many of those it would cost to get you. Oh, my. Go ahead while I try to finish answering this question. Okay. It made me realize that I'm not really fond of what the the status quo is. I like certain games like popular AAA games, but most of the time I'm more into indie stuff. I really like... It's really like what people pour into their game that I'm attracted to, if that makes sense. That does. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I looked up most expensive item. The Bruiser is apparently $75. No, that's more the most expensive. Okay. So we, we need to find the most expensive, guys. Help me out here. And how has the ever-changing gaming industry changed you as a gamer? Well, the industry hasn't really changed that much. It's it's always been pretty much the same. Industry will put out like certain kinds of games that people are into at us at times. Like obviously Battle Royale is the big thing right now. A couple years ago it was just first person shooters. But I mean there's always the kind of games that I want to play. Ah, so uh, Metal Gear Pachinko. Metal Gear Pachinko, yes. I love Pachinko yeah, I so love much. supporting the Yakuza. I, I love going to the Yakuza Pachinko mines. <laughs> so the next question on the list is, you need to bring back OCAD, which isn't the question. 
It's a command. Yes, I must stress that that is not a question. That's what this is. I mean, that's what we're doing with this, I guess. We are, we're trying to bring back the, all right, so the demon dick's 105. Uh, We're trying to bring back the completely irrelevant banter. Oh God, there's the horse one. I forgot about that. Get yourself a horse cock. There's a whole bunch of horse cocks. Yeah. Also, why is there one named after my stepdad? (laughs) Oh, stand the T-Rex. Well, there's also one named after me, so. Oh, there's one named after you? Is it the David? Yeah, funnily enough, it's a wolf cock. Oh, it was meant to be. Yeah, it was. You have to go into plus sizes. What do you mean the plus sizes? No, the... I mean, Steve, you suck. You have to go into don't be a wuss. Use this. You have to go into Logan territory. Yeah, yeah. I see accessories. Oh, God, they have a turkey baster. Yeah, you know, just uh, baste that turkey. Breast cancer awareness sticker. It's, it looks like something that would be on Diva's Mac. <laughs> $150 for a sticker. <laughs> it's a dollar. Oh, they have a plushie. Yeah. I didn't know that. You can get my wife to make you a better one. There's two of them. Teeny weenies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we're bringing OCAD back strongly. We've learned a lot of, well, I've learned a lot of editing, and we've learned a lot more about being performers since then. Some of us have. I would hazard a guess that listening to our stuff now versus listening to, like, first episode of OCAD, which, I'll be honest, was not my best work. <laughs> it's none of our best work. I listened to it, and I'm like, God, that was embarrassing. It's the same thing, like, Devin showed me a saved snapshot of some of the shit I wrote on his, whatchamacallit, calls it his website back when i would review games and just like write them up i'd write down my thoughts and how really self-important my writing style was way way back when i feel like where i am now writing wise is uh, directly analogous to how i perform on a show nowadays where i'm less self-important more about making funny jokes when it would benefit everybody is going like oh well uh, mm, I still do that, but I don't do it as much as I used to. Sean, did you ever listen to OCAD? Uh, not really. I listened to a couple episodes before you guys uh, moved over to Nerdy Show just to listen to the um, fan fiction stuff. So we, we drew you in because we focused on the thing that people liked us for. Yeah. Hooray. Listening now, if I still had the raw files to every episode, I would I would go back and edit all of them just to make them a tiny bit less terrible. I have the raw files to episode one. Dave, do you want to see what it would be like if we edited it now? Yes. Fucking do it. Release release episode one of OCAD special edition HD remix. One other thing you have to do with it, you have to somehow edit in CG sound effects. You gotta George Lucas that shit. Yeah, like, if, if it's gonna be the special edition OCAD, we have to at least acknowledge the fact that while it is three and a half hours long, it should be a little bit funnier because of, like, putting Jar Jar Binks in there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the episode is gonna get cut Yeah, it's, it's probably gonna be, like, an hour 20 after editing. <laughs> God damn. Post it onto the OC Remix forums just because. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a good idea. But yeah, so um, I don't think anybody else needs to talk about that. Dave, do you need to talk about that? No, nah, I'm good. Sean, you don't need to talk about that? No, I'm good. Val, do you understand English yet? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I play English. This wasn't really a question, more of just a flat-out statement. You really need to bring back OCAD. I mean, we kind of did with this podcast, didn't <laughs> That's we? exactly what David said. The whole idea is, and I think this is the reason why people watch a stream and why people listen to Friday Night Fan Fiction for a good bit. People are in it either for the fan fiction, for the banter, or for both. And there are some people there because the banter is what the main appeal was for OCAD as well. We weren't doing that much for the Overclocked Remix community other than providing a sort of satirical outlet for the community. And I think that just our the the conversational skills we have, it's fun to be an onlooker at like bar conversations. And that's sort of what we bring to people. And that's why we're doing Naked Opinions now. No fan fiction here. No OCR songs. No play that shit. Just 100% Logan, what the fuck is wrong with you? How can you hate Ranch? All right. Next song. Next up is DDR Kirby ISQ, who won like 900 million capos. There was a lot of DDR Kirby ISQ. 100. I mean, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's real good. We have to skip this next question because it's for Logan and he's not here. I don't I don't get it. He's like, he's green. Does he doesn't like us? 
Was this something I said? Yes. I mean, I took him out for a nice lunch today. You didn't pay for him. Oh, God. The first time I didn't pay for him in like a month. Yeah. That's why he's not here. Yeah. He's like, you're not my sugar daddy anymore. You will be shot. <laughs> I'd like some sugar. David, you will get gruel and you will like it. But it's my birthday this week. All right. I'll stick a birthday candle in the gruel for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just hook me up with some of that cool computer equipment. Unless you blow the candle out immediately, the gruel is going to catch on fire. <laughs> Why, why do you make gruel out of polyurethane? <laughs> this question, I know we actually said we were tabling because you were the one that brought it up. But since you're here now, in all capitals minus the last letter, Ranch Bad, explain why. <laughs> David likes ranch. Sean likes ranch. I'm ranch agnostic. Val doesn't care. So... Why is ranch bad? Ranch is bad because it's just nasty sauce. It's like, oh, what if I just like took this milk, made it a little bit sour, and then called it a sauce so that people would eat rotten milk? That's what ranch is. It's gross. It's fucking nasty. Don't put it on anything. Especially you fuckers out there who are like, oh, ranch on pizza. No, that's the worst. You do know that ranch has like at least eight spices in it, right? Barely. It's That's like calling pepper and salt a spice. Yeah, technically. Well, no, no. Pepper is a spice. Salt is what you get when you play Dota 2. Salt is what I get when I have to listen to people who think that ranch is good. Now, I am by no means a ranch evangelist. A ranch evangelist. A ranch evangelist. But I will play sort of devil's advocate here. A lot of people enjoy that bitter creaminess, uh, almost akin to like a, a, a less sweet kind of mayo. Mayo is bad. You hate mayo too? Mayo bad. So, ranch bad, mayo bad, I'm assuming you think blue cheese is also awful? Blue cheese is not my thing. I can understand the appeal of it. So you say that I'm paranoid of my penis when anything that resembles semen you're afraid of and don't like? No, I don't like the taste. I think the taste is bad. I've tried them all. I just... All right, if you had to rank from best to worst the following items, mayo, ranch, Blue cheese and semen from best to worst. Best would have to be semen, <laughs> then mayo, then blue cheese, then ranch. David is going to unload. I'm looking forward to this verbal flame war with bated breath and full erection. So what is he saying? That he loves ranch. Yeah, Dave loves bad things. <laughs> If you could go back and delete one person from the timeline and somebody already deleted Hitler, who would it be? I don't want to say my answer first, but I do want to point out something. I was listening to a, I don't know, I think it was an audiobook or something like that, where they bring up the point that if you go back and wax Hitler, you undo so much actual history. Like, a lot of shit that happened because of Hitler directly influences the fact that your parents had sex. Yeah, they celebrated without protection, so that's why you're here. Right, and that's why I don't think that that would be a good idea. Anyway, uh, Sean, you're first. I don't even know. Hitler. No, you go earlier in time and then you erase baby Hitler. This says somebody already deleted Hitler. Speaking of baby Hitler, you ever seen a Mike Tyson mystery where they go back in time and they the situation is Marcus said that if he were back in time to kill Hitler, he would do it with a shovel. So they're standing in the streets of London back in the eighteen hundreds, and all of a sudden this guy hands him a shovel is like i'm gonna go on break and this mom pulls up with a baby carriage she's like can you watch our little adolf hitler for us oh god ah. and he's just standing there with a shovel and they cut back to uh current times Hitchens like yeah i knew marcus wouldn't have the balls off baby hitler and then mike tyson goes yeah i sure as hell did they open the door and there's just a bunch of jews everywhere saying shalom <laughs> <laughs> if Hitler's already deleted, that's that's the problem. Mussolini. Mussolini? Okay. Uh, David. Hmm. It's a hard question. Yeah. Senator Joseph McCarthy. The Red Scare is a real shit time in America where paranoia was again at its top. And I feel like if we were to get rid of its mouthpiece, uh, one Joseph McCarthy, we would probably have better understandings of 
socialism here in America and how it could benefit us. So I'm hoping that the Red Scare didn't happen so people don't think socialism is an evil virus of Satan. Did you get that from the fake sake CD games? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good Twitter. I love it. Great job just like not caring about his answer. Oh no, I cared about his answer, but I liked a good death as a video game cover too. With that baby up in the air. <laughs> yep. No, that's a good answer. Val. I'm not entirely sure. It's just like Hitler. My choice, while it would be very helpful for a ton of people, it would totally change society. But in the... Would you change the music? You don't like Taco Bell's Canon in D? No! I used to have like an hour-long loop of that that I would use to fall asleep. Oh, God. That's... Yeah. I would get rid of Prime Minister Duplessis. Okay. But at the same time... Is the reason why there has been a true separation of church and state in and a totally different, like a change in mindset from a generation to the other, like a very radical one, and how it, it pushed the province to rapidly like jump to the industrialized era and and really progress as a society. It, it was pretty sad beforehand, but. Duplessis caused uh, during his reign, if you can say that, um, it it was not okay if you were pregnant and not married, Aww. or if you became a single mother for any reason. Well, or if before you gave birth. In many instances, either the mother of the woman that was pregnant would adopt the kid as her own. So you have grandma raising the child as their own, and then the kid is calling their mom sister. Or uh, they would be given an adoption in an orphanage where at some point there were so many of the orphanages were filled... So they had to drop the kids in asylums. They would leave kids in asylums with like people that are mentally unstable. Really messed up those kids. And nowadays there are still groups that will try to find a person's biological mother. Because so many people were separated due to Duplessis. So I'm going to call this the depression episode. And I'm just going to include <laughs> all of those jazz songs with the five minute long drum solos. <laughs> In the background to balance out the, the <laughs> negativity. It, it would be good and it would be bad at the same time to get rid of God it. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, that's my pick. All right, my pick, and David will probably agree with me on the reasoning for this, would be to remove James Buchanan from the timeline because his awful presidency is what caused the Civil War. It was so very shitty. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, do your history research. In fact, Amazon send us an audible offer. Go listen to How to Fight Presidents by Dan O'Brien, right? Yes, but full disclosure, it ends at Ronald Reagan, so we don't know how Bush, Clinton, Bush, and Barry Obams pan out. <laughs> right. However, I would totally read an updated version that has all that. And he's just like, at the forward, he's like, addendum fucking trump man what the hell wait there's an addendum no like i would i would want that to be in the updated version where he's just like addendum what the hell guys i'm sure he's depressed because he came out with that before trump was president yeah so i would remove buchanan and hopefully somebody else would have taken up the mantle who would have had a much firmer stance on it and not allowed civil fucking war to happen because i also believe that due to what happened in the civil war and that people have that whole heritage not hate bullshit Ugh. in combination with the creation of the bible belt is what's causing all of the bullshit we got to deal with right now i've already said this but if you want to fly the confederate flag fucking go for it but it better be the correct one that's right I'm talking the white flag of surrender. <laughs> you surrendered before the might of America, buddy. Uh, you know what? That's, that's fine. I think that was a good question. If you could go back and delete one person from the timeline and someone already deleted Hitler, who would it be? Oh, yeah. This question I wrote. <laughs> I don't know. When I came up with the question, it was Prescott Bush. Why Prescott Bush? Because Prescott Bush kind of was the precursor to the way uh, the CIA and the FBI are now, and that they're very shadowy organizations that do a lot of not 
so great shit. And also, it gets rid of all the other bushes. Without Jeb Bush, we wouldn't have Please Clap, so that, that, that oh, would be... Oh, yeah. We'd miss out on that good joke. We would! You, you know what? Good jokes matter. And also, for as bad as they were, they did some good things. Like, that's not being an apologist. That's just being a factualist. Got us into the longest... No, Dick Cheney we... did. Dick, okay, che- Dick Cheney Dick, wouldn't Dick, be there without... D- then delete Dick Cheney. But then again, you, as you said, the, the whole modeling thing. Okay. The welcome decline of circumcision in the U.S., a.k.a. yay foreskin. I am actually not familiar with this. It's because for quite a few decades, I think it started in the 50s or the 60s. For some reason, I don't remember why, but doctors... There's a whole Wikipedia article on the prevalence of circumcision. Well, yeah. In North America, for some reason, uh, at some point, doctors really started pushing on parents to get their kids circumcised. It's because people in Russia didn't circumcise their people. And as America, we thought that that communist ideal was a scary one. And also to help curb masturbation. Yeah, because yeah, if sex too. feels good, then you're a bad person. It's a sin. So it's mainly for that. And now people are kind of dropping it because it doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Well, I mean, if it's apparently on the decline, like, I, I'm all for doing whatever. Like, I understand the reasons why they do it for, like, sanitation. No, you But at the eat- same time, like, it's that's minimum maintenance. Well, here's the thing. Like, if, if it's a sanitation thing, then uh, we have, like, really nice running water nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been debunked. I just did that. Like, in my head, I did the math on it. Yeah. The only reason why you would get it removed is if you have uh, phimosis. What? It's when the foreskin is uh, foreskin is too tight on the tip and they cannot move. You cannot retract it. That's what happens with phimosis. Oh. Yeah, it, it's not a delightful drink to be served at brunch. Yeah. I'm not going to Google that. No, sir. Don't. It was a very popular subject matter in a lot of anime porn. Like, I- <laughs> If really? Incorrectly, yeah. Yeah, wow. well, okay, like everything in anime porn is used incorrectly because the girl would usually be the sun, Sundari arc, archetype where she'd be like, oh, look at your tiny little Phimosis stick. I'm like, that's not what that wow. is. That's not what that is. I can't okay. even stick a paperclip in there. Ah! <laughs> that doesn't have to do with the urethra. No, I'm saying like you can't... Get past the skin. Yeah. yeah, you can't get past the skin. Anyways, um... I would have done it if I remained, like, in the Jewish fold. I would have probably done it for religious reasons, but I'm not, so I don't care. Uh, And if my kids want to get it later on in life, have fun, good luck, I'll pay for it. You got to deal with the pain. That's not like a vasectomy where you're, you're trying to accomplish something. That's like actively going against your your ideas. You're just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'll cut off my dick. It's fine. I just said, if they want to do that to themselves, that is their choice, okay? Right. <laughs> it's still loading for me. As you are their dad, it's your choice to tell them how stupid they are in doing that. But yeah, so I'm I'm glad it's on the decline. I, I, again, I think that also falls in line with the idea that atheism is on the rise. Atheism and agnosticism is going up with this new generational gap. We're just we're seeing such negative effects of religious fervor that it's pushing people further and further away from even associating with religious establishments, which I think is really good, not just for equal representation of religion versus not having religion, but also to let the STEM fields um, gain a foothold because those are the basis of our reality, not not a, a fucking fictional book. Why are you giving me that look? But our podcast is based on fictional books. <laughs> right, it works for us, but that's why we're hypocrites. <laughs> so are you telling me that we need to read the Bible because it's the most no, well-known fan you fiction? you read the Dawkins! <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I work with very uh, many religious people, and I know the Bible better than they know the Bible. That's that's usually the case. It's sad. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying. You should Because everything is cherry-picked. It's all cherry-picked. Also, Dave, I know you're getting tired. Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay. I can make it. I'm a big boy. Okay, we'll only do one or two more questions. But yeah, so does anybody else have any comments on the prevalence of circumcision? Or rather, the lack of prevalence of circumcision? Sure do wish I had a choice in the matter. Me too. Try to grow it back! No, fuck that. It's so much worse. So, no lie... <laughs> 
There were certain times in history where, like, if they found a Jewish person who had his foreskin removed, uh, they would attach weights to the surrounding skin in order to pull it back down. Why? Because throughout history, people find unbelievably cruel ways of dealing with each other. There's, I'm reading yeah. through uh, Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil That's Gaiman. such a good book. It really is. Oh. Alistair Crowley points out that as a demon, we come up with some evil things, but it's it's there's no comparison to what the humans have cooked up for each other. Yeah. yeah. That that's how that go. I'm just gonna say, uh, being not circumcised, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's the only one, isn't he? Yeah, I'm the only one. I wouldn't know either way. Well, yeah, Laval's well, technically also not yeah. circumcised, but she doesn't have a penis. Yeah. Well, I, I have the tiniest one. I thought your show was supposed to be a fun show. Well, it's fun and educa- educational. We have that and illuminating depressing. television thing. Yeah. But yeah, like, clitoral ablation is not something you want. You were going to say something about the depression, Dave? No. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad. Happened in the 30s. The welcome decline of circumcision in the U.S. Parentheses, a.k.a. yay for skin, end parentheses. And this is why I still have the Wikipedia page up for the prevalence of circumcision in the world. Are you asking me if, like, I wish I wasn't circumcised? But this is just a conversation, so I... Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a good thing because, one, it was not ever implemented as, like, a... Hygienic thing. It was, you know. Well, it was done as a hygienic thing back in historical, especially with the whole Judaism thing. A lot of things done with Judaism. In, uh, Christianity, though, it was to stop people from jerking it. And also the smegma pestilence of 1282. Yeah, the smegma. The, it's like the potato famine <laughs> the, where you the just. The smegma yeah, you epidemic. Get the, oh no, I've got it. <laughs> it just bursts out of you. They allowed smegma to happen because they were running low on dairy products and then they realized it wasn't dairy. That's terrible. <laughs> so you're you're for foreskin. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not pro-child genital, genital mutilation. It's just not a thing I'm into. Yeah, I'm also not pro-smegma. Dave, what happened with Final Fantasy XIV? So, 4.0 came out. Uh, this was in August of last year. It, was, uh, it had some really good promise to it. There was a lot of really great class balancing changes that they made. And for a while, it seemed like they were trying a lot of new things, taking new risks and whatnot. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's pretty cool. Then around about uh, the time they released Biako, which is uh, one of the primals in the game, they stopped taking risk. I started noticing that all of the content they released was just more and more of the same shit. And I understand that within an engine, you have a limited amount of what you can do. But with 4.0, they untethered themselves from having to be able to make the content work on the PlayStation 3 because it's no longer supported. They had started to do things where, again, it looked like they were trying new things, but it was just spinning off on things that were already established and expanding upon it. And then they took the Relic Quest, which... I was already not a fan of because of how much time it took to do. They tied it to what was basically Final Fantasy XI. If you're unfamiliar, Final Fantasy XI has just such a bad design when it comes to its endgame. And some people like that. It's true. Like I, I, When I say it's bad, I'm talking about, for me, I like something that's a lot more fast-paced than waiting for a notorious monster to spawn fucking camping out for six, seven hours, and then maybe getting a chance at it. The very old vanilla wow yes. way of doing world raids. Ugh. Right. It's fucking awful. Yeah. And it's the only way to get your relic weapon, and you have to spend hours and hours and hours in there just fucking off doing whatever instead of making any kind of progress towards anything else. Like, you have to abandon what you're doing and exclusively commit yourself to building your relic when you're in that place. There's nothing else that you can do in there. They started tying more and more things to that, and I'm just like, this is not what I want to play. I, I'm I'm not having fun just going through the motions day in, day out, grinding out shit. So I made the decision to quit the game. I was I was done with it at that point. I'm like, you you have you have to fucking do something spectacular to bring me back into the fold at this point. The next step in the raid is about to come out, and I suspect it's going to be all Final Fantasy VII themed bosses because the raid has been like all Final Fantasy V themed bosses. The next stage is all Final Fantasy VI. And if they're smart, they'll do all Final Fantasy VII bosses. But I bet because they're Square Enix and that would be just too convenient and too easy to make all of the money, they'd be like, no, 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 no. 
Final Fantasy VIII bosses. Everybody loves them shits. Final Fantasy XIV tried its best to become Final Fantasy XI, and that's a regression in my mind. Games should move forward. Okay. Makes sense. It does. I would like to talk about why David left Final Fantasy XIV. I think he just completely regretted the fact that he didn't do this... this the ceremony of eternal bonding with Donald Pleasance. <laughs> Listen, you had your chance. You blew it. My wife, who doesn't play video games, was able to get all the way to level 50 and then get married to me. Technically, I excuse? was the first to reach level 50. Limsa Lamensa is really confusing. No, it's There's not. There's two floors. There's no confusion. <laughs> exactly. Granted, it's not... I wouldn't say it's designed well, but it's not confusing. It's no old storm wind. Or uh, what the hell is it? Uh, oh, Undercity? Undercity, yeah. That shit was fucking confusing, too. Last question. Apparently, this one's for me. Steve-O, why do you use Opera as your web browser? I'm not trying to bust your chops, parentheses, unlike David, and parentheses. I'm honestly just curious. <laughs> I figure you've got some good reasons. Better yet, web browsers do the other hosts use and why? Chrome. Oh. Let me answer first. <laughs> so I use Opera because, number one, I like rooting for the underdog. I do that with a lot of things that I do. I've been using Hipster. Op- I actually, I went through the gamut of browsers for a while, so I started, obviously, with Internet Explorer, because nobody really had a choice about that, Mm -hmm. but I also had Netscape Navigator installed on a side. Oh, God. Oh, it wasn't that bad. No, the worst one that I had installed was a really old browser called Neoplanet. Oh, I've used that. It's fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. The best part about it was it's fully skinnable. But the skins for it were basically just as bad as the early Trillion skins, only with fucking, like, with sound effects. So, like, the Mercedes Neoplanet skin had car sound effects. Neoplanet was a tried-and-shell graphical web browser initially released in 1997 by New York-based Bigfoot International Incorporated. Yep. So, I used that, and then... I went back to using Internet Explorer until going to college when I started using Firefox 2.0 because our RA Rob had it and it was fucking awesome. And then when Google Chrome came out, I switched to that for a little while because it had way better memory management and tab usage than Firefox did. And then I switched over to Opera because it was, they, they, they went over to the Chromium platform, which is what Chrome is based off of, but they didn't incorporate a lot of Google's bullshit and it didn't experience the same kind of memory leak that Chrome did on my machine, like two machines earlier than this. Oh God, that's the Grinch. <laughs> it's a skin. If you're wondering about its datedness, there, there you yeah. go. So yeah, so just Google Neoplanet the Grinch and you'll see the the Grinch skin for it. And that is just, man. That, that is, is so early 2000. Yeah. It looks a lot like Winamp skins yeah. from back in the day as well. But yeah, so Opera didn't have the same kind of memory leak, but supported very similar Chromium extensions. And I just, I much preferred doing that than than keeping Google open all the time and having to worry about it crashing. Uh, so everybody else apparently uses Chrome still, yes? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't crashed for me in ages. No. We all know the Stevo curse. I am cursed to have the most particular problems. But for some reason, Opera has been extremely resilient for me. <laughs> it, it, what? What? I st- it's probably not supported on many things uh, no, like, uh, in terms of like HTML5. Yes, it is. It's based on Chromium. That's what Chrome is based off of. So it is okay. 100% as compatible as outside of like extra extensions. Yes. Steve-O, why do you use Opera as your web browser? I'm not trying to bust your chops, unlike David. I'm honestly just curious. I figure you've got some good reasons. Better yet, what web browsers do the other hosts use and why? (laughs) Now, mind you, at least some of these were submitted by other people. I'm assuming that you did not go to our Google form and type this in. No, that was not me. I didn't write that. (laughs) I did talk about why I use Opera. Why do you use Opera, you ancient ancient old man i like to think you do it a little bit just because you're i will say front and center that i am just personality wise attracted to the underdogs to the lesser knowns not because of the fact that you know oh it's cool i'm doing stuff that other people aren't doing but i see the effort that's put into those things and i think that they deserve recognition as well 
as somebody who's done and created things that not many people notice, the few people who did, like, when I first started making video game remixing, the one or two people who gave me feedback, that was really awesome. And I guess paying it forward, focusing on the lesser knowns is just something that's ingrained ingrained into my personality. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. Now, what browser do you use to watch porn and why? I use Chrome. Val uses Chrome. Sean uses Chrome. David uses Chrome. It works. I used to use I used to use Firefox, uh, but then when Chrome hit the market, it was just like better in every way from um, Firefox. I mean, I'm sure Firefox is like basically the same as it now because everyone mostly everyone followed the chrome model they did a huge overhaul to the base code and changed their coding uh, interface like for extensions and whatnot they did firefox 57 called quantum and it it kind of tore the community in half because and for somebody like me who has i have three browsers installed i have firefox chrome and opera all installed why Uh, because i use a different google account for each one you realize that you can just have... I am aware, for me, it's an easier division of tasks as well as browser history. Yeah, I think I started using Firefox in middle school. I was in college when Firefox came out. God, that's... Uh, uh, you'll get over it someday. I'm like... One day, I'll get over it. You're what? 30, 32? You nailed it right on the nose. I didn't realize I was that predictable. I mean, I'm only seven years younger than you. Yeah, I guess it, it it's a larger difference in between middle school and college, but it's still kind of jarring. Anyways, I guess we'll end with a very simple question. Which game is more broken, Oblivion or Skyrim, starting with Val? I don't know. I haven't played either. Sean? I've only played Skyrim. Uh, no, I play a little bit of the other one, so I'm going to say uh, Oblivion was a bit more broken. Dave? I had less visible things happen to me in Oblivion than I did Skyrim, so uh, Skyrim is more broken. I would say that Skyrim is more broken because they took Oblivion's engine and then just put more shit into it, giving it more opportunity to break. I would say Oblivion, but I need to find the video for it. The Skyrim Saber Cat glitch, if, if you've never seen it, go ahead and play that. And I would play it with the music on. It's just basically for those who don't know, uh, if you Google Skyrim Sabercat glitch meets American Beauty, you're going to find what Steve was talking about. And it's not the only thing that would happen physics wise. No, but it's not game breaking is the thing. It's just funny. It's right. immersion breaking. There, there are some game breaking glitches in both Skyrim and Oblivion. Oh, yeah. In Skyrim, I had a backwards flying dragon that could not be killed. And I tried my damnedest to kill it. For Oblivion, if you take the unpatched game, you can actually run through the sky to the end of the game and just beat the last dungeon. I'm still going to stick with Oblivion, but that's just my thing. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to Naked Opinions. If you have a question or topic you want us to talk about, there's a Google form for that. You can find it on our Discord. You can ask us or it's on uh, FridayNightFanFiction.com, I think, slash Naked Opinions. Hooray. I'll edit in where it is after the fact. (laughs) 